Hello and welcome back to another Let's Talk edition. As always, I'm joined by Dan. How's it going there? Hey there, guys. How's it going? Hey there, Pujix. I'm so glad to be here with you for yet another great episode. I just can't wait to get started and share our ideas with our wonderful listeners. Love it. Love it. It's uh, it's always awesome to chat with you and chat with our audience. I'm hopeful that we're going to produce an awesome episode today. And Okay, so today we are basically borrowing a concept from one of our uh, lovely uh, fellow mentors, if you will, one of the guys that we both uh, like and follow, I believe. And the concept goes like this. If you are alive, defeat is only psychological. Now, can you give us an introduction of what the whole thing is about? That's right. Very well. So you mentioned uh, Jocko Willings, who's uh, one of the perhaps uh, the icons, one of the legends among uh, basically Navy SEALs. Uh, and uh, for those of us who don't know what a Navy SEAL is, SEAL stands for sea, air, basically, and land. So basically, these are the uh, toughest uh, mofos you can possibly find all over the world. And these are the these are the fighters that people turn into when all the other fighters have lost hope, basically. And uh, uh, you can imagine. Uh, going to that situation, becoming uh, basically a special forces uh, commander. Uh, and that in the process, of course, you're going to develop a lot of ideas uh, that will transform your very personality and make you a different person. And part of what he says, as you already pointed out, is uh, that apart from death, all other defeats are psychological. And I couldn't agree more with uh, what Jacko says in this regard, because ultimately defeat is a state of mind. That is, it's nothing more than the way you feel. It is what an NLP we call a state. So defeat is an emotional state that you experience upon facing with situations that you did not expect or in cases where you feel like what you expected was not realized. So it's a combination of you know, different emo emotions. Uh, let's say frustration, anger, hopelessness. All of those eventually uh, allow somehow allow you to... Uh, mm, get away from the positive thinking and they somehow uh, make you succumb to negativity. And because of this, I really believe that uh, if you want to uh, somehow know how to take control of your life, then you better learn uh, to uh, somehow defeat the concept of defeat and to know that it's nothing more than an emotional state and that truly, if you're alive, there's always a chance and that there uh, is no such thing as defeat if you're truly alive because you're now working on your passion, working on your mission, and this is going to allow you to actually keep moving for it i'm sure it's going to be a great discussion today i'm sure it will be and um so i remember at some point uh jocko was actually explaining one of these things that along the lines of okay if you're if you're going in war with an enemy then uh beating them in a defeat uh, sorry in a battle uh defeating them in a battle is not is not enough because you either have to kill them or, or they will have to surrender because as we all know there's the famous saying that says uh, uh, lose the battle, win the war kind of thing. So if you're winning exactly. the battle, it doesn't mean that, that uh, the enemy say it's done. Now, we're, we don't need to mm -hmm. think of enemies as like actually the battlefield, real life warfare enemies. Our enemies could be our ego. Our enemies could be our, our, uh, our the, the fact that we are lazy or we don't want to, our biology basically perhaps. Um, so 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 we could we could have a lot of, enemies in that we are basically struggling with them we are we are battling with them on a day-to-day -day, uh life we we every single day like there are, I'm, I'm sure you will attest to that it's definitely extremely difficult most of the times for me to actually get up and work out or whatever but 
I have to battle that n- notion in me that doesn't want to get physical and 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 I have to f- defeat it uh, in order to in order to come back and, and and actually do the workout. So what I'm trying to say is that every struggle in life can be uh, can be thought of as this kind of battle um, kind of thing. Now, I mentioned the Absolutely. the whole. So I, I mentioned that story to basically give a better gesture uh, of what this means. Meaning that while you are alive or your enemy is alive, even if if you or your enemy, whoever gets defeated, they can get back up and do stuff. So defeat is not permanent unless you let it be psychologically. Would you agree with this notion? Absolutely. First of all, uh, what a great way to put it out because you made a very, very fantastic comparison of enemies uh, like in a real battlefield scenario versus in our day-to-day lives. And you're so right because ultimately uh, uh, the biggest enemies we'll ever fight are actually inside of us. These are the enemies that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Think about laziness. Uh, think about uh, jealousy. Think about uh, various types of negativity, hopelessness, and pessimism. So you're definitely right to point out that ultimately uh, the biggest battles in life are not with anybody else but ourselves. And that is precisely why this uh, notion is very important to be able to discern what it really means to fight the real enemy. And we're going to what you said earlier. Uh, you also reminded me of uh, you know uh, our last discussion where you said you were working out uh, early, and that's just a great example. Right. Like uh, I'm really really happy to know that uh, you're now pursuing uh, basically your goals with more energy because now you're getting up early in the morning. You exercise first thing in the morning, which is I'm a huge fan of because I believe that people should not wait until I don't know li- right after work. Uh, I don't know, let's say at ten or eleven or something to go to gym. That's too late. It's best to work out in the morning before you begin your actual work because that'll give you a lot of energy. And when it comes to this notion here, uh, the notion of facing with uh, basically your enemies, both within and without, uh, I can also uh, talk about how important it is for us to know uh, that uh, ultimately we always have a choice and that choice is to keep moving forward. Uh, Because let's be honest, unfortunately, we haven't been taught. uh, Nowhere have we been taught the importance of persistence, the importance of never, ever accepting defeat. And uh, one of my another, you know, mentors of mine uh, uh, is Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee uh, himself mentioned that he simply does not accept defeat. Like defeat is uh, something that you should accept. That is it's impossible no matter what you face with. Whether it's a complete collapse of your business, a serious problem in your relationship, a breakup, let's say a venture that goes wrong, uh, whatever you can imagine, an accident, uh, a health crisis, ultimately defeat is something you have to accept. That is, if if you do not accept that defeat, that is, if you do not uh, agree that, yes, I was defeated, I'm done, there's nothing in the world that can stop you. There's nothing in the world that can actually force you to feel bad about that uh, failure. And I really believe that this problem that we have nowadays is, and that a lot of us, we somehow don't understand that failure is a part of the success equation. I am baffled by the number of people who think that success is a one-way road, that some lucky people, I quote unquote lucky, uh, tend to actually uh, get there somehow by chance because, because of the alignment of the stars and that the fact that life is great and these guys just happen to have that gift. I have been talking and studying and being with top performers in all fields, and not even once did I find them to be gifted in any particular way. 
I mean, it's very, I mean, I know a lot of gifted people, but most of them actually are depressed uh, or they're, I don't know, they're nobodies, basically. Nobody knows them. Uh, Basically, they don't do anything. They have not changed the world. So I know a lot of gifted people who are actually losers, but I've never met one successful person who was actually gifted because ultimately what these people have in common is that tenacity, that ability to face uh, with failure and obstacles and difficulties and then get up, get back up again and again and again. Today, I had a post actually on social media about this issue, about what it really uh, takes for someone to become an entrepreneur. And uh, it really is very simple. But of course, a lot of us, we don't believe that. We think that all oh, these guys are just lucky. These guys are all just, you know, they happen to have some luck and then that's just what they got. But in fact, in all aspects of life, in all facets of our lives, we are de- dealing with failures. But unfortunately, since an early age and later basically enforced by the schooling system, we have been taught that failure, defeat and mistake is a bad thing. And I'm, I mean, just imagine, I mean, just imagine if you somehow were told that getting hungry is a bad thing and that you felt ashamed of getting hungry every time you wanted to have, I don't know, have, have a meal. How stupid would that be? I mean, literally just how stupid would, would that be if somebody told you that, What? You you got hungry? How sh- sh- shame on you? How could you get so hungry How so frequently? Dare you. Right? I mean, literally, you get hungry and you want to have lunch now. I mean, this sounds really ridiculous, but guess what? There is. I mean, there, this is exactly the same analogy as that of success in that you need to fail to succeed. I mean, you simply you learn by failure. I mean, in every area of life, when an airplane takes off, let's say from New York and wants to land in San Francisco. This airplane is off course the majority of the time and the pilot or the system behind it, because nowadays, unfortunately, a lot of pilots are just, you know, controlling the devices. So they're not actually doing anything. So this computer uh, is basically readjusting every millisecond to get that damn thing basically landed in, uh, let's say, San Francisco. And the same thing occurs in life in that you are going to try something. You set a goal for yourself. You go for it. You fail. Boom. What else will do? Oh my gosh, I just don't have any talent, I guess. I should forget about it. But that's not the case because you can actually keep trying again. But that's not what we were told since, you know, we were a child. If we made a mistake, first our parents punished us. And then if we made mistakes in school, then our teachers also punished us by bad grades or by taking away their basically uh, care and attention. And we've learned a very bad lesson that it's bad somehow to fail. But Failing is as necessary as, sorry to say this, going to the bathroom. I mean, just imagine how shameful you would have felt if they said, like, excuse me, you 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 have to go to the bathroom? Do you understand what you're talking about? Like, you want to use the bathroom now? I mean, how ridiculous would that sound? But guess what? That's exactly what failure is. I mean, you literally have to take away all the junk that you're doing, reassess your approach, uh, re- basically re-implement the new strategy and then keep, keep going forward. But ultimately, we have been told that, no, it's not okay. You should not ever fail. And if you fail, you should hide it. And that is exactly why a lot of us in the world, we are simply unable to uh, somehow have a right attitude towards failure and defeat is a byproduct of that attitude. Defeat is a byproduct of believing that if I fail then I am a failure because that th- th- this is going to affect your concept and you will then collapse psychologically because then you lose your self-esteem. You feel bad about yourself and boom, all of a sudden you're in a, in an emotional, basically a roller coaster, all because one uh, person at some point taught you that if you fail, then you are a failure, that if you lose, then you are a loser. That is simply bullshit. That is not true.
If you fail, you are not a failure. You are a person who has failed, period. If you lose, then you are not a loser. You have simply lost uh, an attempt to get the result that you want. That's it. And unfortunately, that's not how we see the world. A lot of us, that's not how we see the world. And because of this, we tend to see a lot of negativity now in the media, on social media, on television. Uh, and that's exactly why we have to address this issue right now with our listeners to understand the importance that uh, defeat is only a state of mind. It's nothing more than that. And that it really should never happen so long as you're alive. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good point. I, I, I was actually, the, a quote came to my mind reading, if you've never lived, uh, sorry, if you've never failed, you've never lived. And I, I, I didn't remember who is it attributed to, so I looked it up. I think it's an unknown author, but as as with a lot of quotes, it's attributed to Abraham Lincoln on on the internet. So I don't <laughs> well, know who's for, attributed Abraham to Lincoln, uh, Einstein. They get a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. these uh, <laughs> basically quotes linked to them. That's right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. The point stands. If you've never failed, you've never lived. Meaning you've never tried because, like, absolutely, it's impossible. How's that? How's that possible? Like again, even even especially actually. For people who who think of it as luck, then you have to play the numbers game. If it is luck, then you've got to play the numbers game, which isn't, as you mentioned. And and if it isn't, and again, you you're bound to fail. Learn from your failures and get up and get going. And that's again where it ties back back to what we're talking about today. It's only a failure if you let it be permanent. It's only truly a failure. You, you as a person would be a failure if you let it go to waste because failures are just lesser lessons uh, waiting to be learned. And if you learn Absolutely. those lessons and get up and get going at it, try it again, try it differently, try it slightly differently, completely differently, depending on the context and situation, uh, th then you're not defeated because, again, you keep going. You might be defeated in the battle, but you'll win the war. And that's what is what what, what matters. Like there were so many instances- Man that allies You're got so defeated right. during so right. the World War II, right? But what matters, who writes the history is is who wins the bat uh, the war, not the battle. Exactly. Exactly, man. And you pointed out right now about winning, basically, that, that long-term mindset, because unfortunately, a lot of us, we are living in the short-term mindset. I remember one side a post uh, quite a few years back, I remember it was. Uh, and in that post, I was talking about the fact that uh, the wealthiest people in America have financial plans for the next 25 years. That's right. They have plans, written plans financially for the next 25 years. So when they make investments, they are literally planning that investment for the next 25 years. And once you look at the average person, they probably don't even have the plan for the next 25 days. So they don't even know how they're going to make it at the end of the month, right? So uh, this long-term mindset, you're talking a lot, Pujix, now about the importance of trying to win the war, even if that means losing the battle. But that's not how we see it most of the time. Because let's be honest, the, the whole notion of future that we are a proponent of, basically, and we are uh, promoting on our uh, show, Beyond the Present, uh, is this, is that people don't have a real concept of the future. And because if you really want to build that mindset where uh, you can actually think about the future, where you are planning for it and where you uh, tell yourself, I'm going to lose this short term battle today, but I will win the war. That requires a long term perspective. But let's be honest, Pujix, most of us, we don't have it. As a matter of fact, a lot of people who don't have it, they actually feel really upset when people talk about them because, you know, that really brings about a lot of bad emotions for them. 
And we already know why that is. That's, that's the case because they simply have no plans for the future. And they say if those who do not have a plan for the future cannot have a future. And that's a reality. So it somehow makes them very upset. And uh, I want to ask you yourself, Pujix, because I have seen you uh, basically uh, uh, transform yourself dramatically. Of course, you are always, I mean, you always had the seeds of greatness in you ever since uh, basically I saw you a decade ago. But what I'm actually quite curious is uh, how did you actually go through this journey of transforming yourself uh, and how did you build that long-term mindset that allowed you to accept defeat of the battle in the short term for the victory in the war in the long term? So what happened to you personally to uh, develop that uh, you know, long-term perspective? Uh, first of all, thank you for, for the compliment. It's awesome coming from you. Uh, um, I, think, I think few things had a lot to do with it. Um, one of the things was... Uh, as soon as I started paying attention to people who I consider successful, who, who whether in my field or other, um, su such as yourself, actually, uh, I, the the common denominator denominator in all those people, uh, there were a few things, but one of them for sure was that then the, the notion that they would not give up. And my question to myself at first, I I was uh, getting grasped by this notion. Oh yeah, you never give up because why not? Mm -hmm. I, but later on, I came to actually. Uh, break it down and think about why do they not actually give up? Because uh, there has to be something deeper that is driving them, and it's not like they're angry at it and they're just going like a like an angry bull seeing the 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 red sheet. No, the, there should be something more uh, more fundamental underneath it. Otherwise, they just run out of energy. And the more I thought about it, I, I realized I came to see this notion of long term thinking. And like I call myself myself a quote-unquote futurist. And and I think uh, sometimes that term is uh, thrown out mostly by people predict, pre making predictions about the future. I'm more on the camp of uh, people like Yuval Noah Harari, which in his book, uh, uh, Homo Deus, he actually uh, subscripts the, the book, A Brief History of Future. And it's actually very exactly. counterintuitive, right? The history of future, how does, that, how does that work? Because we think of history as what has happened. Now, it's like simplistically his thesis is that we look at what could be in the future and not just tomorrow, but days to sorry years to come to have a notion of how ready ourselves for that and whether that is or what part of those possible futures are desirable for us as an individual, as a, as a country, as a city, as a society, as the world to to be able to to address those, make sure we're going the right direction. And at the same time, uh, feed those paths that are desirable for us and make sure that the ones that are not are taken care of. So so I think th these two uh, scenarios combined with good stories, such as movies or video games with good stories of a long-term success, actually had a big impact on me uh, changing my exactly. course. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, man, because we have received a lot of great uh, inspiration. And you mentioned so uh, well about the importance of not giving up uh, in the short term, because when we face with obstacles and difficulties in the short term, we assume that's it. It's the end of the world. It's the final, you know, uh, the finale of my entire basically uh, career has just uh, befolded in front of me. And now I can see that there's no hope. And ultimately, the reason that these people don't give up is because they have that future in front of them. That is driving them so much that it cannot be distracted by the pity problems in the present moment. Let me repeat that. Think of that, you know, that, that, that wonderful, great future that you've imagined, you know, in front of yourself. You have visioned it and you can now see it clearly in details. 
then once you have that as your main target, it's very difficult to be disheartened by the petty problems of the present moment. Gary Vee calls it focus on the macro and not the micro. And what he means by that is the micro are all the little petty stuff that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Oh my gosh, I lost my, let's say, wallet. Oh my gosh, the I, I'm late in traffic. Oh my goodness, uh, I just lost uh, two clients today. Oh my goodness, the project wasn't approved. Oh my, like these are petty problems that we experience, right? But in the long term, once you have that long image, you say, dude, <laughs> two clients now is nothing because probably we're going to have thousands of clients once my company becomes double in size, right? So we call this, by the way, there's a great, uh, uh, you know, mental practice that I learned from one of my mentors. And uh, this was called borrowing value from your future. Let me just explain a little bit. This explains why a lot of hyper successful people simply do not give up in, you know, in the present moment, despite facing with some serious, sometimes horrendous events. Uh, why is that? Because these are the people who are borrowing value from their future. Now, what does that mean? Think of, for example, uh, Bill Gates. All right. Think of Bill Gates when he was 28, 29 years old, 25, 26, uh, you know, a little nerd coding by himself most of the time. Uh, this kid, I mean, and think, think of like Bill Gates right now, right? Worth uh, more than $70 billion. And compare this kid at that time and Bill Gates today. Well, today, Bill Gates is worth how much? $70 billion, right? More than that, probably. I should check out the uh, Forbes list. But uh, the point is, he's worth a so, lot of money. According to and, Forbes, and today to is $102.9 billion. So $102. Wow, this was almost amazing. In less yeah. than friggin' four years. Yeah. Increase that much. Uh, that's the power of uh, common compound interest, by the way. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So, While uh, doing so uh, many by the way, philanthropy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, because of this very reason, actually. And uh, uh, the point is, if, if you think of him right now, worth more than $100 billion, right? And if uh, and I'm not sure exactly about his exact age right now, but can you guess how old is he? Like, could you like find out about the exact age? Uh, his He is 63 years old. 63. Okay. So he is worth... A billion, more than a, uh, probably uh, close to 1.5, 1.4 billion per year of his life. So when he was 20, in his 20s, he was not worth 100 billion. But he became a person worth more than 100 billion at the age of 63, right? So if that man of that age would have seen this future and would have borrowed that value that he has in his 63 and used it in terms of his emotional being at this current age, he would have changed the world dramatically. He would probably be right now worth twice as much, right? The point is, you have to be the same person. You have to believe that you're going to have a great future. And to do so, of course, you need to have a lot of plans and be ambitious enough to actually follow them. But once you set the goals and you build that future, that uh, basically uh, amazing future you want to have for yourself, then you can borrow value from that. For example, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you just lost three or four of your clients and you have a total client, a client base of, let's say, 30 people, right? So right now, losing three clients is losing 10% of your entire clientele and probably more than 10% of your revenue. But the fact of the matter is, once you think big, you say, well, probably in about a decade, we'll have thousands of clients. So you say, well, will I care about losing three clients today? When in fact, in less than a decade, we're going to have thousands of clients. So you say, well, in that time, if I'm, let's say, if, let's say if I have a thousand clients, then losing three clients is not even 1%. It's like 0.003% of my clients. So it's nothing. So it doesn't matter. This is a great example of borrowing value from the future 
and using it in the present to emotionally overcome the difficulties and challenges. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're really working at your goals, if you're, you know, really passionate about it, if you're putting in the work, then of course you will grow. And of course, at some point you get better. But the point is, we don't see that. And by doing this mental practice of borrowing value from the future and dealing with the problems today, all of a sudden, once you look at the macro, which is the big stuff, then the micro, the little stuff, seems just so petty and unimportant. Like, I lost three clients. Who the hell cares? In five years from now, I don't even remember that. Probably going to have like thousands more. So this is, of course, in business. You can apply the same mindset in everything else, whether it's uh, losing, I don't know, uh, some uh, chance and opportunity, whether it's, I don't know, failing to make the uh, high school's basketball team or whatever it really is, whatever problem you got right now, you can look at it by borrowing value from the future and thinking at a macro level and not being so much concerned with the micro. And this is one of the biggest secrets of high achievers. You say like, how could you lose $200 million overnight and not be fucking depressed, man? And the reason is very simple because the guy who is now losing $200 million, he's now thinking about probably a couple hundred billion. And this doesn't seem that much to him, right? Or whatever analogy you want to use, whether it's for championships that you want to win, whether it's for education you want to have or whatever it is. So because of this, I'm a huge fan of using this mental technique of borrowing value from the future in order to overcome uh, obstacles and not feel so down by the petty problems of the present moment. Very well said. I think um, so there's a there's I think there is this notion. I mean, I didn't hear it this way. What what do you call it? Like what did Gary V call it? Uh, borrowing value from your future, right? Um, um, uh, macro thinking right, versus right. micro so thinking. I think um, I've heard this within the context of when when people obsess about uh, f like very small few little things that the, the notion comes to be, uh, for example, think of how much this thing that you're obsessing about or you're upset about or whatever matters in 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 a 10 year 20 year 30 year 50 year scale like does it really make that much of a difference and that that could be a good and maybe it does it's just a good way to think about whether this is actually as important as you think it is right now in the big scale like think of it 10 years from now what do you think of this moment given what what happened now like forget about what can happen in the meantime let's say this is this is f fixed in stone there's nothing like whatever happens something bad happened you mentioned 2 million dollars lost etc you got injured for example if you're think of championship now think of it in 10 years like now injury in championship depending on the injury could be actually a big deal but again if 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 bill gates is a bill gates mm -hmm. of 100 billion dollars today Probably he would if if he lost when he was twenty something. If he lost two million dollars, he wouldn't probably now. He would be like, yeah, that really didn't matter much. <laughs> so so I I heard about this notion in this context before, exactly. but I've never heard of it in the in the in the generic sense that you mentioned, which is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's right. Now um, coming full circle. Now now there is also another I think obsessive behavior that could be destructive, which is not really uh it's somewhat more hidden because if you're if you're giving up it's at least obvious that you're giving up but then some people obsess about doing something basically failing getting back up and continuing however not learning from the, their failures so repeating mistakes if you will now how we how do we address that so first of all i think the the most important thing is that i guess that person if he knew he was repeating a mistake he wouldn't do it so I guess the first and the most important, probably the hardest step is 
to actually figure out that you're what is it that sh that you're learning from your failures? How do you do that? Absolutely. You see, this is very critical. Now, we talk a lot about the importance of maintaining the right emotional state of mind and being dedicated to your goal and not giving up and persisting. But I mean, there's a great uh, phrase basically by uh, Mr. Tony Robbins that he says, if you're looking for sunset and you're running towards east, you are going to have a problem no matter how enthusiastic you are because you simply won't do that. You won't see that happen, which is why part of success and part of dealing effectively with your uh, failures is to learn from them. And there's a great uh, phrase I put, I put it basically on my uh, Instagram stories a while back. And that was uh, the moment you learn the lesson of a failure, the pain disappears because every failure contains within it a lot of great lessons that you can apply. And that is why I believe that just by having a, you know, positive mindset, you are only half the way there. Because uh, if you are, no matter how enthusiastic you are, if you keep banging your head against the wall and say, well, Daniel said never give up. I'll keep banging my head against the same, same wall to get out of my house. No, you got to find the door, dude. And that's not the door. You got to find the door, open it and just get out, right? So the same analogy applies to anything else in life. I'm saying don't give up, but I'm not saying bang your head against the same wall, hoping that finally this will allow you to, you know, open the door. You want to look for the doors and you want to open it, which is why you want to always look at all failures in terms of learning lessons. So anytime I personally face with any obstacle or difficulty, I ask myself, so what happened here? So I try to actually analyze the entire situation. And that sometimes, by the way, is very difficult, even especially if you're busy. But you got to do that because that otherwise you will experience psychological trauma. After that, you then ask yourself, all right, so what did I do right here? It's very important to start by asking, what did I do right? Because that will then allow you to be in a more positive state of mind and not feel unhappy about yourself. So what did I do right here? I did this right. I did this right. Okay, good. Now I'm feeling in a good state. So what did I do wrong here? Now, at that time, you start asking yourself this question, you know what you did wrong. So you ask, well, I did this. Perhaps I made this mistake. Okay. And this probably was not right. So that has definitely affected this issue, right? And at that time, once you finally know what you did wrong, then you ask the final question. How can I make sure that this problem or this pain or this issue or this loss never happens again? And that's, that's the moment where you look for the lessons. Okay, sure. You should do this from now on differently. You should change this part, this part. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like being an entrepreneur, right? Like sometimes uh, one mistake in your business will force you to re-examine everything. And like you learn like 50 lessons in one day on how to change your basically business, right? The same thing happens here. So you ask yourself now, what, what will I do now? Because unfortunately, when people fail or they have a problem in their relationships, for example, they start blaming, oh, oh, that guy, that guy's an asshole. Well, there's a reason he acted like an asshole. Let's be honest, man, because people don't just normally act like an asshole. If, if, especially if he was nice at the beginning, right? Like, let's say you had a client and everything was going pretty well. And then you did something or said something. And after a while, the client suddenly changed his behavior and acted like an asshole. Well, there's clear evidence that he's not an asshole because at first he was very nice. So probably you did something or uh, made some basically mistakes that led to him acting like an asshole. That girl, that girl's a bitch, man. She, she just, she's a fucking bitch. She doesn't listen to me and everything was good. And now she's acting all like a bitch. Well, there's got to be a reason that your girlfriend or your partner or your ex-girlfriend, whatever it is, is acting like a, let's say a woman of low moral fiber. And the reason is that you have done something. So ask yourself, what did I do? 
that led to my girlfriend, for example, moving from all nice and kind to acting all of a sudden uh, in such a bitchy way. There's got to be a reason here. Now, let's be honest, this process is not easy at all, because in the process of trying to find the lessons, you have to review those uh, basically bad experiences. And once you review those bad experiences, you inevitably will feel some, uh, some emotional trauma as well. It's just part of the process, which is why it's very important to develop the habit of strength. To say, yes, I'm going to have to go through the entire basically process one more time in my head to know what did I do wrong and what lessons I can learn. And I know it'll be very painful to rethink my relationship or to rethink my business plan or to rethink my sales presentation or whatever it is. It'll be painful, but it's totally worth it because in that case, you will learn a lesson. And trust me, once you have the courage to go through the pain of reviewing that experience and finding the lessons, I promise you, that pain will instantly and permanently disappear and you will learn a lesson and you can move on. But here's a problem. If you don't do this, then that nightmare will keep chasing you for the rest of your life. Sometimes for years, sometimes for decades. I know people right now who are hung up on bad relationships they had years ago. Like it's been years since they've broken up, but they're still hung up on that little girl, that little boy that just got away, right? And this is a serious problem. I know a lot of people who are still hung up on the pain they experienced with some clients years ago. Why? Because they tried to blame the client or blame the situation instead of learning the lesson. And once they do that, of course, things get a lot better. So that's very, very important to look at our failures in a critical way, analyze it, get the lesson, and of course, follow that by some kind of action that will show that you've changed and that you're willing to change your approach. Once you do that, then... Nothing can stop you because you will fail. Unlike most people, you're like, why did it happen to me? Why me? Why now? Why? Like, so you stop that, you know, mental uh, BS. And instead you say, all right, what happened here? Number one. Number two, what did I do right here? Number three, what did I do wrong here? Number four, what will I do differently next time to make sure this never happens again? And once you learn a lesson, then boom, it's time to take action. And once you do that, of course, the pain will instantly disappear. That is why it's so critical to analyze your failures, learn the lessons, and more importantly, implement the lesson as soon as possible and to make the changes necessary. Such a great analogy when you mentioned that uh, banging your head against the same wall, ho hoping, uh, hoping to get through. Uh, so that's basically what I meant, like the difference between, <laughs> of course, you know, uh, uh, not getting uh, giving up and, you know, banging your head against the same wall and expecting to get through. <laughs> exactly, because that's yeah. there's nothing yeah. good about that, man. That's, that's not uh, that's not a very cool thing. It's not noble. Yeah, exactly. So the, the great distinction. I like. I think it uh, it made it super clear, and I couldn't have done a better job. And uh, and 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 overall, great expression. So. Getting back to to the notion of okay failure. If you think of if you think of making up excuses and pointing fingers, then you you if if you're not wrong, you can't learn anything. So you're going to repeat the mistake. And no matter how much of it was environmental, meaning somebody else's fault, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it had to be somewhat your fault. So so and and if it and if if and if it was somebody else's fault, maybe that's your fault trusting them or whatever. So that that part would be your mistake. So and and you can't control the other person's behavior or the environment's behavior or the economics behavior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All you can do is that. Exactly. What can I do to ensure this thing doesn't happen to me again? And that is the process that you explained. So I think that that you know, ownership part of it that is okay. What is my part in this failure, and what? 
can I do next time better is uh, is the, the, the part that should be center of focus. First of all, because it's the only useful thing you can do. Secondly, because when you figure that out, now you can make your peace with the phenomenon. You Again, as you mentioned, you don't get hung up on it. So so I think it's like hands down, great explanation. I think I couldn't have done a better job myself at it. Now we've, we're... we're Appreciate yeah, it. we we are right. rapidly approaching the end of the show. It it doesn't feel like uh, thirty six whatever minutes, but it is apparently. So, with that, uh, do you have any final comments? Anything that we didn't talk about that you want to add on? That's right. Uh, as we already mentioned, and first of all, I want to thank you so much for choosing such a great, great topic uh, and this great, great quote from uh, Jacko. Uh, the point is, as you mentioned, and as we've already discussed, ultimately you are going to fail in life. You will fail a lot. Of course, the degree to which you fail depends on the scale of your dream and uh, the depth of your ambition. So if you're the kind of guy who would like to set big goals, then be prepared for a lot of big failures. And obviously, if you just want to get by and just keep going to your you know, work that you hate, your office work that you really hate and just get your salary and just live a very silent, quiet, uh, we call this quiet desperation. If you want to live that kind of life, then of course, you will not make as many mistakes, let's be honest. So if you have big dreams, if you have big ambitions, get ready for massive, big failures. And uh, because of that, you got to, you know, uh, somehow entertain the notion of what it really takes to get you there. And that requires you to inevitably face with failures and then not uh, basically give in to those problems. And uh, today we talked a lot about the importance of mindset. What is the right mindset in the in the face of obstacles? And we said that uh, defeat is just a state of mind. It is an emotional state. Uh, it is not real. It's it, And it cannot basically uh, occur if you uh, do not accept it. Uh, and we said that uh, so long as you're alive, all defeats are in your head. That is, they're just psychological, they're not real, and you can actually get over them. Uh, and uh, having said that, uh, once you have this mind uh, mindset uh, that you simply have the uh, power within you to deal with problems effectively and to uh, get out of those situ situations and issues, then obviously you will be able to get the most out of your life by facing with those problems and then trying to learn from them. And we also talked a lot about the importance of not banging your head against the same wall and saying, well, Daniel said I should not give up, so my head is bleeding and I probably have some concussion, but Daniel said I should not give up, so let's keep banging it against the wall. Well, that, as we earlier mentioned, that's a very stupid approach towards life. Now, it is very good that you have the kind of emotional strength that can, you know, can just push through it, but... Guys, sometimes, you, I mean, working hard and being uh, basically hardworking should be uh, combined with smart work and uh, basically learning from the issues. So if you're really trying your best and you're pushing and things aren't working, then probably the chances are you're not doing the right things. And that requires you to just stop, bang your head against the same wall and just take a step back and say, well, this is the wall. This is the closet. This is the, oh, that's the door. <laughs> okay, what a concept, man. Sorry, I'm going to go out of the door now. All right. So you want to take that step back. Uh, whatever problem or crisis you face with, take a step back. All right. And we already mentioned there are four questions you want to ask yourself. What happened here? Because sometimes we don't even know. What, what happened? Like, people are like, well, no, the, I don't know. Well, my girlfriend's a bitch. That's not what happened. What happened is your girlfriend suddenly shifted from being very nice and kind to being mean and not, for example, responding to you. That's what happened. Number two, what did I do right here? Well, in that state of mind, probably you'll be very nice. Like, I didn't do anything right, man. It was, it was all bad. No. What did you write? Well, I tried to turn the first place. We had a very good few dates. 
We started dating. Things were going well. Okay, that's good. Now, what did I do wrong here? Well, maybe I just started doing this or this or this or that. And this suddenly gives you, you know, it gets you in a very different state of mind. Now, all of a sudden, you're not angry. You're thinking. You're pondering. Tony Robbins says, when you win, you party. But when you lose, you ponder. That's exactly what happens with failure, which is why failure is ultimately better for you in the long term than winning. <laughs> That's just such a, such a concept. But failure is better for you in the long term. Just imagine the, you know, the positive emotional feeling you will have next time you fail. Like, dude, failure is better for my future than success. Because when you succeed, you don't, you don't change. You don't learn anything new. You just party. Oh, yes, man, I got it. Another great deal, right? For example. But when you fail, you ponder. And in that pondering, you discover a lot of wisdom and gems that can help you in the future to get a lot more done. So with that mindset, and hopefully by knowing how to change your approach and then learning the lessons and then applying uh, them again, you will uh, at some point reach a point where it becomes impossible. Uh, it becomes impossible for you to actually uh, be stopped. And you will then be able to continue pushing on and on despite all the challenges. And I really would like to uh, express that if you want to uh, realize your dreams, then you probably need to actually implement this strategy. And of course, next time you had a serious pain or difficult situation, if you felt that the world has come to an end, if some lover or some basically a person you cared about left you, or if some problems happened in your business, come back to this episode and listen to it again because uh, our emotions need to be uh, tuned. Uh, so listen to this show right now that we had with Pujix. Uh, it's, it's pretty good to listen to this once, but I would really recommend you to come back to this next time you fail, you fail with a serious problem. And just re-listen the program and try to find out, all right, that's, that's, that's all right. Because once your emotional state has changed with the help of our conversation, hopefully here, you will then find good, uh, basically, ideas and that'll help you to uh, solve your problems. Overall, that was it. And I really like this uh, topic and concept that you chose for today's uh, show, basically, Pujix. And I appreciate oh, thank you for you. that. That was thank great. Thank you. Uh, what a concept, uh, this notion of you learn more from failures than you learn from success. Excellent concept. And thank you for... Uh, joining us, Dan. I know you're super busy, but thank you for taking the time every it's week. It's my pleasure, buddy. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, thank you guys for joining us. As always, until a later episode, have a good one. <laughs>